Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of At The Movies With William Fletcher. I am your host as always, William Fletcher. And so, this uh, is the second episode this week <clears throat> that you are getting. Because earlier this week I, I had an episode on the filmography of Mr. Edgar Wright, Ranked. And so now, I uh, you get two episodes this week where I'll be discussing the films that I watched uh, in the month of November. And yeah, I might as well just get right into it. So I'm sort of, I will, I've got, so there'll be like three more episodes this year, I think, because I, uh, I, I am recording that it is the 1st of December currently. So there'll be four more episodes this year. There'll be yeah, the next four weeks and the final episode of this year will be a review of the year. So that's the 27th of December. So I will be discussing that. So basically, so uh, the next three weeks, the 6th, the 13th, and the 20th, will be just like regular style episodes, just talking about a film or films. Uh, and on the 27th will be the review of the year. So that will be me and a few other guests. And we will just be talking about some of the best films of the year, some of the worst ones too, maybe some television and stuff as well. Just talking about other, st other you know, just looking at stuff from this year and that will be the final episode of the year uh, and on that same week as well on the Saturday is the 1st of January so I'll have a what I watched for you this month on that day and then we'll just move on into the new year and that's sort of going to be my plan for yeah however long I do this podcast um, every, the final you know Monday of every year I will release you a review of the year episode on what at like the final week the final monday so that is the plan and so yeah three so just the three sort of regular style episodes on the 6th 13th and the 20th and then on the 27th review of the year but you know that's in the future so this uh, this is just me talking about the films that i watched this month i got a few um so yeah let's just start so the first film i watched uh, this month was the heart of a fall which is a sort of a cowboy film on netflix with where the cowboys are black so they're played by uh some of the main ones lakeith stanfield jonathan majors delroy lindo regina king idris elba and it was enjoyable i will possibly touch on it in my review of the year it, it wasn't like i was hoping for like a really really good film but I was kind of left like, yeah, it's it's a fine film that I have no problem watching, and I I might watch it again. But it's definitely not something that I'm like, oh, this is you know, you know, one of the best films of the year. And uh, well, it's not my top ten. It won't be in my top ten of the year. <clears throat> so I guess if if that helps explain it, that the film, whilst good, is not gonna be. For me, anyway, in my end of year top ten, uh, and honestly, at this point, I think I've kind of seen most of the stuff that we'll get in. There's a few like upcoming releases, uh, Licorice Pizza, Spider Man No Home, House of Gucci, possibly, and a few other films that could get into my um, top ten of the year. But I think at least for now, the top, yeah. Th two to three films are kind of set 
at the moment. But I, I, I'll, this will be all. This will be in my, you know, review of the year episode. Um. So that yeah, it, it was a decent film, but it's just man, it's, it's fine. Then I watched uh, Shrek one and two. I have pla- I've planned to do a massive watch through of every nominee for best animated picture, or animated feature, I guess if you want to go that way. And I I will watch through all of them. So I'll be talking about those, and that'll possibly be a list episode at some point, or I might just do like my top ten. Uh, so I watched Shrek one and two. I hadn't seen them in years, and I did not watch rewatch. I did not rewatch Shrek three, and I haven't seen Shrek four. So I'll watch those possibly this month, and then I'll have like a full sort of ranking of the the Shrek films. Uh, so yeah, Shrek is is good, and Shrek two is better. I, 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 I kind of feel like I don't really need to say much about these films because like it's just it's 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 Shrek. Is that it's it's those films that like at a sort of point are like because everybody knows Shrek. Everyone's probably seen Shrek. There's n- I, like there's no real point in sort of discussing it. In any major way, because I've seen, I like I've seen it already. So it's not, um, it's not like a big deal because it's. I don't really need to discuss it because it's it's Shrek. One and two, so I, I don't I don't think I need to discuss it. Then I rewatched Skyfall and Anticipation of No Time to Die. I had planned to rewatch Spectre. That didn't happen. So unfortunately, I don't have thoughts on Spectre because I or I I just couldn't. I thought I had it somewhere to rewatch, and I unfortunately didn't. So I missed out on that. So yeah. But Skyfall is probably the best Bond film. Um, all I I, I, I could understand. I would totally understand if someone said it's a, it might like objectively it might be the best one, but I still think I prefer Casino Royale, like just just a little bit more. Personally, I think that the film. Is like it's, you know, it's it's a, you know, since it's really good, it's um, yeah, it, it's definitely like the best Bond film. I mean, it's definitely one of the best Bond films, and it might be like the best one. I just think Casino has more sort of personal things in it that I like, but. Are still on a really, really great film. And, it, I mean, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen any Bond film, I mean, the Craig ones are pretty good. Like, those are, like if I was talking about Bond 21, I mean, I feel, I mean, it sort of depends, but I, I, I kind of feel that um, the Craig films are, like, the best ones to start with. But, you know, you can watch them however you want, really. There's no real sort of chronology beyond the Craig. The Daniel Craig ones have got a chronology to them, but... I've read the one for you. You can just watch however you want. 
but, but yeah, Skyfall, really great, great, great cinematography, especially I really noticed how how well it was shot, and I also think it has one of the best Bond villains in Le Chiffre. and uh, yeah, it's just really good, it's a really good film. Speaking of really good films, The Umbrellas of Sherberg. Sherberg, Sherberg. Um, I, 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 there's so many things I can say about it, but I feel like this is a film I will have to do on the podcast at some point because it's, um, I can't even do it justice by talking about it. I, um, I really can't. There's nothing that I can say about it will make you that will genuinely there's, there's there's so much that i can say that doesn't even do half of the film justice just watch it find it, it it's an hour and a half watch it and uh you will cry and if you don't there is something wrong with you because it is that good it's 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 genuinely a film that made me cry in a way that no other film has done like i i I don't cry often in films but when i do it's not good but this one hit me so much differently because usually if i cry in a movie it's like during it but this film it ends like the ending is one of the perhaps the best film ending ever genuinely and so the film it ends and i was like okay i was getting like teary-eyed throughout it and then the ending and i just sort of sat in sort of uh like just sort of thinking about it and i felt and i'm just like lying on the ground in my house just bawling my eyes out for a good five minutes because it's just that amazing um i really this is a film that i want to do on this podcast at some point because it's outstanding and i know and i don't and i think it is a and it's sort of not obscure per se but it's it's not like it like well it's a french film but it's not like a big it's not like one of the biggest french films ever uh, but it's, it's definitely a film that I will absolutely have to cover on this show at some point because of how amazing it is. And it's one of my new all-time favourite films. Now let's move on to something far less emotional and sad. Wrecker Ralph 1 and... Uh, well, Wrecker Ralph and Ralph Breaks the Internet. I watched both of these because, you know, no one had the best animated picture... Uh, it's, I mean, Wrecker Ralph is a good movie. I, I still think it's pretty good. A Ralph Breaks the Internet is kind of shit, though. Uh, like, I went in and I was like, okay, I, I knew there's some people who like this and some people hate this is a divisive film. But I watched it and I was like, man, this is actually really crap. And it sucks too because, like, the first Wreck-It Ralph is genuinely a really, really 
good film. Like, it's a, like, genuinely, Wretched Ralph is a lot of fun, and I do think, like, when it goes for, like, emotional beats, it just, like, nails them. Honestly, I... It's insane at, like, how good it is. But... I was thoroughly disappointed with Ralph Breaks the Internet. thought it was just atrocious. Okay, it wasn't atrocious. (coughs) Sorry. It wasn't, like, the worst film I've ever seen. But it's not, like, a film I'm going to go back to and watch again because it's... Unless I do, like, a big watch of, like, all of Disney's films, because it's just trash. Which is disappointing. I don't like it. I I really do love the first one, though. So. Yeah. Then I watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye. <clears throat> which is... Uh, for those who don't know, this is a, a new release. It's about... Well, Tammy Faye, a televangelist, and her husband as well, I guess, to an extent, and just sort of the lies they lived, and sort of the lies they lived as well, and how they just sort of, you know, were bad people who did bad things to poor people, because they are... I mean, I don't think it's controversial to say that televangelists are some of the worst people, (laughs) um... You know, people lying about something to, you know, like, like for those who don't, who might, it basically televangelists are say are, are, are Christians, or at least or people who claim to be Christians who, I, uh, they basically say, you know, if you give us money, we will th- that will help sort of give, it's like seed, I believe it's like seed faith or something like that which essentially is you pay them money and then in return, you know, their harvest will grow metaphorically and like God will help them. So instead of, you know, going to a doctor to deal with your cancer, you give them money and that will help you instead. And and they're just awful people. Uh, That's not just my opinion either. Like that is a genuine fact that like, if you try to justify televangelists, I, I don't know why, because they are, bad people who do bad things to poor people but this film is is a really good uh possibly my top 10 of the year i don't actually know there is a chance it might not get in my top 10 if i see some a few more things and that, that pushes out but we don't know i don't know yet but it's uh sorry <clears throat> But yeah, Jessica Chastain, one of the best performances of the year, should probably win the Oscar, although I am planning on seeing Spencer soon, which is about, well, Princess Diana, and that's Oscar Bay if I've ever seen it, so I will watch that sometime this week, maybe, and that'll probably be in my what I watch this month, <clears throat> December edition, but at this point... Until I see otherwise, Jessica Chastain should probably win the Oscar for Best Actress. And yeah, Andrew Garfield is also really good in it. He's not going to get Oscar nominated for this, which is disappointing because he's quite good in it. But yeah, 
Uh, and I mean, it's really held up by those two, by the two lead performances of of Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. Other than that, just kind of, you know, whatever. So. Yeah, then I rewatched Kung Fu Panda also for my a uh, watch through of all the best animated feature nominees, and I mean it's Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Do I really need to say much more? Possibly. Uh, I mean I don't think I need to though because it's it's Kung Fu Panda, and everybody likes it. You know I I don't know anyone who dislikes Kung Fu. Sorry. I do not know anyone who dislikes Kung Fu Panda because it's a pretty hard film to hate. It's uh, a lot of fun, re- really cute, got some really great. It's got some really great philosophical elements to it as well. That you know, some. That you know, like a lot of kid films don't have, which is you know a good thing that a, a film is sort of talking is sort of, you know, sort of giving stuff for you know, to people who haven't necessarily seen it. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> sorry that I'm a bit, that I'm yawning a bit. I'm just, you know, it's, it's very, I'm very tired. And, but, you know, yeah, sorry. But, you know, I'm sure you guys don't mind. And, um, yeah. It's just really good. Then I watched Alan Partridge Alpha Papa. <clears throat> which is I, I recently was it last month or was it last month I watched um, seasons one and two of I'm Alan Partridge which is one of my new all time favourite shows if you if you're not aware of Alan Partridge he's a he's a character created by Steve Coogan and he's basically like a radio show host essentially, essentially that's more or less what he is but he's, you know, not good at it. Well, not that he's not good at it, he's just, you know, it's just sort of the comedy comes from him sort of... Like... I, it's hard to explain, but basically, find I'm Alan Partridge and watch that. And if you like that, you'll probably like Alan Partridge after Papa. It's it's an incredibly funny film. It's an hour it's an hour and a half, so like it, it doesn't overstay its welcome, which is good because I hate when like a comedy film especially goes too long and like is like longer than it needs to be because it doesn't need to be that long. A comedy, you know, should only realistically be you know an hour and a half, hour fourteen at most. Like I hate comedies that go over two hours because it's like. You don't need, like, I'm trying to think of, like, Superbad is, is a relatively long comedy, and sort of, a, like, I mean, it's like an hour 50, but I think Superbad works. Uh, just, I mean, I, I keep bringing up Superbad, just go listen to my episode on it, honestly, it was, like, the second one I did, just, just listen to it, and that'll pretty much give you my full thoughts of the film. But, Alpha Partridge, Alpha Papa is really good. And, uh, what, just watch Alan Partridge stuff, I guess. If, I think I'm Alan Partridge is the best place to start with. And if you like that, uh, just go watch all his other stuff, because you'll probably like it. Then I watched, finally, No Time to Die. Film came out in September in the UK, October in the States, 
and now it came out in November in Australia. And I really loved it. It will for sure be in my top 10 of the year. So I will discuss it then. But it's really good. Uh, that's pretty much it. It's, had, it, it, it. it's just a good film. Then I rewatched Avengers Age of Ultron, Infinity War, and Endgame. Because I rewatched Avengers last month, the first Avengers last month. I said to rewatch these to. Because, you know, they're the Avengers films. And Age of Ultron got better. Infinity War got better. Endgame stayed the same. Uh, Age of, and so Age of Ultron and Infinity War were bumped up a score. And Endgame uh, stayed the same. So, uh, yeah, Age of Ultron, I think the hate for it is very undue. It's actually not too bad. I think people need to just chill because it's really not the worst MCU film. Infinity War is the best MCU film. Uh, my For years, I've had Winter Soldier as my favourite. Uh, that has now changed to Infinity War, which I stand by as being the best of the MCU. And Endgame... It's still a really good film. Well, it's a good film that's helped considerably by the hype and the build-up and the anticipation and all that. But still, all three really good. I My rating, my ranking, sorry, has not changed for them. It still is Age of Ultron's the weakest, then Endgame, then the first Avengers, then Infinity War. And, and that's just it. That's just the full ranking. And I, I mean, I don't really need to discuss more. I did a full list. I did a two-part of discussing my full ranking of the MCU. So go listen to that. And yeah, just, just go listen to that. Just get, I'll just have my full opinions. Because my opinions haven't really changed too much beyond my ratings. Then I watched King Richard. Which, when I heard the title, I just sort of assumed, oh, it's like a period piece. It's not that. It's about uh, Richard Will Richard Williams, the father of Serena and Venus Williams, who I was unaware Serena had a sister. And it's essentially about him being like their sort of inspiration and their tennis coach. And I feel like it will probably be in my top ten of the year. Like some of these, I'm like, I probably will have in my top ten of the year because that's just sort of how it is. It was really good. Will Smith, my second favorite performance of the year. Jessica Chastain, third. Sorry. Sorry. My top three performances. Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye. Will Smith and King Richard. And I will talk about my current favorite performance in the next film. But yeah, it's a, it's a really good film. Probably going to get nominated for Best Picture. Which is... I mean, fair enough. It's a pretty, pretty good film, and it's just a lot of. It's just, just good. It's just a good movie, and uh, you should all go watch it right now. It should, I believe. I don't know if it still is. 
but I think it's actually no, it should be. It's on if you're in if you're in the states, it sh it should be on HB HBO Max, and uh, it's probably showing in a theater somewhere. So go watch it because it's good. Then my then uh, tick tick boom was the next film I watched, and this film I'm positive will be in my top ten of the year. And my favorite performance of the year so far, Andrew Garfield, a really good film that I don't want to discuss too much because I'm going to talk about it in my review of the year because it will be in my top ten of, at the end of this year. But just a surprisingly really good, and I was went in very skeptical because it's Lin Manuel Miranda, who I'm not like the biggest fan of. Fan of I think his songs in um, Moana. I would say his Moana stuff, his songs in Moana are really, really good. Some of the best Disney songs. But I have started watching Hamilton, and I don't really care for it. And, yeah, I don't really care for his... I, didn't, I haven't really cared about Hamilton. I will finish watching Hamilton. I've spent so long trying to watch it. And I watched, like, 20 minutes, and I just stopped. But Tick Tick Boom, really good. Now on to one of the worst films of the year, Dear Evan Hansen. I feel like this film has been talked about a lot. It's, 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 it's crap. That's pretty much it. There's a lot, that, I mean, like, I will probably talk about it in my review of the year because it's a crap film. Like, it's not good. I would, in fact, argue it's pretty trash. And uh, it's not the worst film of the year, but it's certainly one of the worst films of the year. And I watched The Power of the Dog, and some of you may be asking, how did I say that? Isn't that in uh, Netflix, like, today or whatever? Uh, I actually went to a cinema to see it because I, it was getting a lot of hype. A lot of people were talking about how good it is, and I thought, you know what? Everyone's talking about how great this film is. I might as well see it. It's going to get Best Picture nominated, and I might as well see it now, since I've got a chance to. And I quite liked it. Benedict Cumberbatch was really good in it, one of the better best lead performances of the year. Cody Smith McPhee was a good supporting performance. Probably should be Oscar nominated. But I don't know if he will. I and I mean the rest of the support cast were fine. They were just fine. It uh, was a good film, and again, it might be in my top ten of the year. Possibly there is a chance it gets booted out from uh, due to other stuff. But you know we'll see. And I'll probably discuss it in my end of the year anyway. Then after that, my two hundredth film of the year, by the way. I watched Citizen Kane for the first time. I had never seen Citizen Kane before until now. And I mean, it's it's a masterpiece, isn't it? It's I went in very skeptical and optimistic about it. I was like I I, I went in thinking is this going to be one of those films where, like, I watch shit and everyone talks about how great it is, but I don't get it. Like The Godfather. I don't get the love people have for The Godfather. It's not, like, 
bad or anything. It's just like it's not as good as everyone says it is, and I think it's really weird. But thankfully, I was proven wrong. Citizen Kane is an outstanding, outstanding film. Like, and deserves its name as one of the greatest films ever made. Because it is. It's it's outstanding. It's just amazing. I mean, I would give my thoughts on it, but it's kind of like, do I need to? Like, it's Citizen fucking Kane. It's one of the biggest and most important films ever made that helped revolutionize certain aspects of filmmaking. Ever, it's talked about by like so many people. It's one of like the highest rated films in places like IMDb and Letterboxd and the AFI and presu- and you know, one you know a lot of people talk about it as the greatest film ever made, and it is great. And I don't really think there's much more I need to say about it, because it's ju- it's Citizen Kane, and yeah, it's just really good. If you saw- if you have not seen it, like myself. Uh, just watch it and find it, and I don't see why you wouldn't like it. Then, I watched uh, the final two films I discuss. I I discussed earlier this week, a fistful of fingers and the Sparks Brothers documentary. Both of which I watched just for the sake of having an opinion on them, for the um for my the Edgar Wright films ranked. I gave my opinions on them there. Uh, Fistful of Fingers, I mean, they're not bad. Fistful of Fingers is a decent film. And, yeah, like, it's a decent film. For, like, for what it is. And Spark Brothers documentary is a, is a pretty decent documentary on a music group that I ha- knew nothing about. But now that I know about it, I want to listen to some of their music, because it's really good music. And, yeah. That's it. <clears throat> That's it for this episode of what I watched this month. Thank you all for listening to this episode. And I'll be, yeah. So, three more regular episodes for the next three weeks, and then on the 27th, the final Monday of the year, my review of the year episode will be out to you, and uh, yeah, check out the Instagram, Facebook, uh, the website, feel free to email me at, uh, at the mood, I should, I believe it should be on the website, as well, I, I, so like, all, any contact information, any, any way. If you wish to contact me, I've got it all on the website. <clears throat> so it'll all be there. Look at, and so all the episode, all the back catalogue of episodes are on there. Uh, my personal list of my 100 favourite films. So that can give you an idea of my taste as well as potential episodes in the future. And yeah. That's pretty much it. So thank you all for listening to this episode and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.